0: Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's Pastor Marco with an encouraging word. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in John chapter 14. I want to continue to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to please God. Because he is God. And without the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to live the life he created us to live. We can do cute religious things, but we won't do God things without the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, I want to talk to you about walking with the Holy Spirit today. We're going to be in John 14. Last week, Pastor Mike... Gave us a powerful message on being spirit led. And he talked about some of the landmarks of what it means to be spirit led. It's the spirit that makes you being born again. Then you have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you read Acts, I hope you did. If you didn't, pretend like you did. You see throughout the book of Acts, they tell them listen, okay, you heard about Jesus, but have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Because that's the second work that God wants to do in all of our lives. You know, and, 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 and I told you, it's equivalent to having a car with no gas. You need the gas to go somewhere. And that's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to empower you, equip you to do the will of God. So you can see supernatural things, signs and wonders should follow us. Amen. We should have spiritual encounters. We should expect warfare. Have you been through some warfare lately? if you haven't been you're not living for Jesus I'll tell you that right now but the warfare a lot of times is the indication of God's presence in your life as you saw through the book of acts they everywhere they went there was resistance because darkness is afraid of light you know and so when you have light in you you're going to repel some darkness you should never be afraid of darkness you are what overcomes darkness As you walk with the Holy Spirit, you should be able to hear God's voice clearly. Once in a while, you should be able to hear God's voice. You should be able to know that God's saying, go this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. Walk this way. I just felt the Holy Spirit. But what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about the routine of life. Because these are landmarks, right? These don't happen every single day, but every day you can walk with the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk to you today about the mundane, the routine of life. How do we walk with the Holy Spirit tomorrow morning? Because I don't know about you, I need God on Monday. Some people don't see God on Monday. <laughs> you know. I I mentioned Monday and I lost ninety percent of the audience. We need God on Monday. <laughs> Come on, by faith, say amen. <laughs> uh, I was with you, Pastor, until you mentioned Monday. And, and then you lost me. Here's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. In John 14, verse 15, he said, If you love me, obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you'd know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. When I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Can you say amen? You know, I don't know if you notice, but right off the bat here, Jesus gives you an understanding of God being a triune being. And the first verse that we read, he said to you, he said, listen, I will, Jesus, ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. This is where the, we get the concept of the Trinity, the triune God, right? The God that is a compound God, the God that's one but also three at the same time. Are you with me so far? Um, the kids we just went back to school, so is it okay if we go to school a little bit this morning? You know, I'm sitting down because I'm trying to take us to school this morning. But we worship a triune God, you know? It's one of the greatest mystery of the Christian faith. How can God be three in one, one in three? Well, Jesus here is telling you, yeah, it's three of us. The Father, me, the Son, and then there's the Holy Spirit. Let me summarize it for you this way. If you, you go to that first line, we worship a triune God, which means God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. If you say you understood that, you're lying. You know, there's always those, those, those students that are like, yeah, no idea what you're saying, but that sounds amazing. No, it, it's an incredible mystery, and we see this throughout scriptures that, that the, this one God continues to reveal himself in these three different people. For example, if you, if you break down the plan that, that they had to redeem humanity, which was from Genesis, God says that I have a plan for humanity— Right? And then in Jeremiah, it tells you like the plan is to make you prosper, to give you hope, to give you future. But he says each one of the, the part of God has a purpose, and they play a certain role in the plan of redemption. Right? And we can summarize it this way. Right? The father planned the project. Okay? The father is the responsible one in the family to say, guys, we need to redeem humanity. We have a plan for how we're going to do this. The son pays the price. It's a willing sacrifice, right? He said, No one takes my life, I lay it down. That's powerful, you know? So he made up his mind from heaven, like, I'm going to give my life as a ransom for those who will receive me. And that's why the Bible says, For God's soul of the world that he gave, right? The Son pays the price for us to have redemption, and then the Spirit produces the results. Right? So they're working together all along. And, and, and throughout scriptures, you will see this from Genesis all the way to Revelation. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working together to point us to themselves, basically, that they are one and they want us to have a relationship with them. And here Jesus, it's, this is what I love about the heart of Jesus. He's getting ready to go to the cross, but his concern is for his disciples. He's saying, like, I don't want you to feel alone. And I don't want you to think I'm going to leave you orphans. I, I'm going to send you the Spirit. Matter of fact, he says, it's better that I go. Because right now, you have me in the physical, but you, but you don't have me in you. Right? He says, I, it's rather if I go, then I can be in you. Right? Because throughout the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon certain people. But he says, there's going to come a time I'm going to come on all people. And, 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 and that's why we're saying this morning, signs and wonders will follow them from the old to the young. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you're walking with God, the spirit of God is with you and is for you. And it empowers you to do the work that God has created each one of us to do. And throughout scriptures, you see the spirit in every significant moment. So I want to give you three examples of divine activities of the spirit. Number one is in creation. Genesis 1 2 tells you the Spirit of God was there already, hovering over the face of the earth. Right? It's the Spirit of God that 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 is the energy that is leading this earth somewhere. You know, some people say good vibes. Positive vibes, positive energy. Well, the scripture tells you, you know, there's an energy called the Holy Spirit that is leading this path. And you may say, wait, what the world is full of bad stuff. Yes, but the Holy Spirit is here to redeem all the bad things into good things (laughs) to lead us towards God's will. So next time you think of good vibes, think about the Holy Spirit. Because everything the Holy Spirit is doing is trying to lead you towards the will of God. And if sometimes if it takes going through hardships and and tribulations and trials, the Bible says that God works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord. Like the Holy Spirit is right now active in your life. Either you feel it or not, he is trying to lead you towards the will of God, towards the purpose of God, towards the direction of God. Some of you are here for the first time. You didn't come by accident or mistake. It's the Holy Spirit that's trying to say, come this way. Walk this way. It's all the Holy Spirit. One day when we all wake up, we we, we will see him all along leading us, guiding us, directing us, you know, transforming us. He's always there. He is in the creation, but he also is in the inspiration of scriptures. The Bible tells us that none of these men were able to write these words on their own. They wrote it inspired by the spirit of God. The Spirit of God breathed the will of God for them to speak this thing into existence. I love scriptures because it's so raw. It's so real. There's a human element to scriptures and then there's a divine element to scriptures. right? If you skip the human element, then it becomes just a fairy tale. But if you can get the human element with the divine element, then you get you, you get divine revelation. You get that God wants to speak to us still. God is still very active in communicating the will of God. And even this morning as I'm speaking, I believe it's the Spirit of God that's actually aligning the words that was going to hit your heart at the right time, at the right moment. That's why I tell people, you come to church, if you're not paying attention you might miss what the Holy Spirit is doing. If all you did was show up and put on your religious mind and just go through the motions, you might come in here and live the same way. But if you came with an in-tuned spirit and antenna is high and you're like, God speak to me, He's already speaking. I don't know if you're paying attention, but He's already downloading his will for your life that's why there's no pressure to try to perform it's just a matter of being in tune with the spirit of god the spirit of god is also there in spiritual birth you know when nicodemus came to jesus and gave him this high compliment i know you come from god and jesus always cuts right through the fluff he goes yeah but you must be born again (laughs) i love that about jesus yeah no uh no how's the weather how's the red Sox? he goes i know why you're here you're here because you're wondering, like, I am religious, but I don't see the life that you have. There's a difference, right? There's some people, we were talking about this yesterday with my, my father. My father's one of my favorite theologians. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. He's like, man, can, you know, people go to church and they do all the church stuff. But then you look at their life, you're like, where's the life? Where's the beef? There's a lot of, you know, religious people on salads when it comes to spiritual stuff you know because you know it's it's, isn't it amazing like you see people go to a church building but they come out they talk the same they act the same they do the same exact things they have the same fears they have the same hate they have the same pride they have the same stuff going on and you're like what's what's the point of going to a building it's not the building it's are you being filled with the holy spirit so that there's life coming out of you life coming out of your mouth got i mean actions reactions thoughts issues you know like 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 if there's no spirit, there's no life. That's what he was telling Nicodemus. You must be born again. He says, you were born of the, of your mom, but you got to be born of the spirit. Okay. All of us need to be born again. Especially those who say, it's just the way I am. Well, it's time to be born again. You know what I mean? Don't settle for who you used to be. There's a new you that God wants to develop through the spirit of God. But to walk with the spirit, you have to understand the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force. This is very important that we understand this. Okay? Because a lot of times, people just want to believe in a certain force, like the Star Wars thing. You know, the, the force is with you. That's not the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's like, you know, that's like the, the thing we love in our society nowadays when something bad happens, thoughts and prayers. But no one prays. <laughs> and no one's thinking. It's just something we say. You know what I mean? Like, just because you have an acute hashtag doesn't mean you're walking with the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Like, even C.S. Lewis even said something really crazy. C.S. Lewis says, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Just because you have good intentions doesn't mean you have the Holy Spirit. It's not the thought that counts. It's the walking with the Holy Spirit that actually counts. You know? He's a person. And through all scriptures, you see him having a mind. He has a will. He has emotions. You know, the Bible says you can even grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that if if you call yourself a believer, but you're doing things that's contrary to the Spirit of God, you're grieving the Spirit of God in you. Have you ever had that zing from the Holy Spirit? Come on. I know we're in church, but can we have a church honesty for a moment when you said something, but the Holy Spirit zings you right away like, that's not for me. Oh, y'all ain't going to be real with me today, you had a smile on, but your spirit didn't. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to, oh, come on, we're not going to have church. The Holy Spirit is a person. He says, ah, that's not for me. He does it to me every week. I'm a preacher. You, you know how, how often I get those zings from the Holy Spirit, because I talk for a living. You know, pray for me. And pray for you, too, because I know you're crazy, too, because don't don't, don't, don't pretend like you ain't. Crazy, you crazy girl, you crazy. You worshiping, but you about to cut somebody, you know. (laughs) Oh man, don't trip, he ain't through with us yet. You know, the Peter was with Jesus, was about to cut somebody. Actually, he did. You know, Jesus was next to Peter, Peter still cut the dude. Like, don't tell me you don't need the Holy Spirit when Jesus, physical Jesus is with you and you're still like, ah. <laughs> Peter was the first thug in the Bible. <laughs> you know? Physical Jesus, right there. Physical Jesus was right there when John was like, yo, we, we preached at that city, no one receives. John was like, Jesus, send fire. Jesus like, what's wrong with y'all? <sighs> This is the first disciples. There's hope for us. There's hope for us. That's why Jesus was like, "I need to go. I need to, I need to go." Y'all are crazy. The spirit needs to be in you. You know. Oh, y'all don't read the Bible like that. Jesus was like, "I'm out, Father. Spot that time. These people are crazy. First disciples were from the bedroom." I think John was from Fall Far River. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But he he said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Now, really powerful word here because remember the the, the scriptures was written in Greek, the, the New Testament. And so some of these words have compound meaning. You know, the word advocate there is a powerful word. It's the word comforter, encourager, and counselor. This is who the Holy Spirit is on the day-to-day life. He's the comforter. He's the encourager, but he's also the counselor, right? And I like to look at the Holy Spirit this way. The Holy Spirit to me is the ultimate companion in life. It's the ultimate companion. You know, we have great people in our lives, all of us, right? We have... You know, all of us, some of us are fortunate enough to, to, to grow up with a mom and a dad and, or maybe a grandmother or an aunt or uncle, you know, people that cared about us. And, and then you, you move on in life, you, you develop friends, and, and, and you have acquaintances. You, 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 know, you might get married, and you marry your best friend, hopefully, and you have children. These are all great, you know. But the reality is these are all people on, that affects your life on the external and then internal, but the Holy Spirit affects your life from internal to external. You get what I'm saying? There's a difference there. There's a part of the me that, 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 that my wife can't touch. There's a part of me that my kids won't be able to fulfill. There's a part of me that ministry won't, won't, won't be able to bring difference to me. It's the Holy Spirit, the God that created me that really gets into my soul and knows the inner parts of me that no one else will ever be able to. And there are times that I try to articulate how I feel, and I don't know how I feel, and the Holy Spirit will even pray for me. I don't know if you caught that moment we just had, but, you know, in those moments of groaning, you may not know what to say, but the Holy Spirit is interceding for you on your behalf. And he's going to the Father for you because he knows that, hey, sometimes you don't have words. Some of the best prayers you will ever pray will have no words. And the worst prayers you will ever pray is a lot of words. Thou hast Heavenly Father... God's like, are you, are you going to be, are we, are we going to talk or are you going to pretend we're talking? You know what I mean? You ever, you ever caught yourself praying and, you, and then you go like, what am I saying? And the Holy Spirit is saying to you like, what, what are we doing here? Are we actually going to have a conversation or are we going to have a religiosity? Come on, talk to me. He, he is real. He's very real. He's, he's close to you. He is your comforter. He's your encourager. He's also your counselor. You know, he didn't want them to feel abandoned and alone. Just like he doesn't want us to feel abandoned and alone. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes to whisper at you at night. Some of y'all, you're missing the point of why you're waking up in the middle of the night. It's not to worry. It's to pray. It's to commune with the Holy Spirit. Some of you are complaining on Facebook that you can't sleep. The Holy Spirit is like, I'm trying to have a deeper conversation with you. And you're cursing this moment as opposed to embracing this moment. And say, Holy Spirit, take me deeper. Reveals things to me. Show me your will. Show me your purpose. I'm telling you, the best praise you will have will happen in the, in the dead of night. When no one else can understand. No one else can relate. Walk around your house. I walk around my house, I go to my kids' room, and I say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. As they sleep, transform these knuckleheads. <laughs> oh, y'all don't pray for your kids. It's best time to pray for them is when they're sleeping. Do you know that they say scientifically, like, when your body is asleep, your body is working on you. And if your body's working on you, I believe it's because the Spirit of God is working on you. The Spirit of God. That, you know when they say sleep on it? It's about, what is that about? It's about real, it's just letting go and let God. Right? And so the Holy Spirit is always there. He walks with you through every moment of life. And He's there exactly where we need Him. And I love this compound word because sometimes I need a comforter, sometimes I need a counselor. Right? Throughout scriptures, when people encounter God, God has a different name for Himself. Based on their need. God will meet you based on your need. The person next to you might not have the same needs as you do right now. But God will customize his, his name over you. Specifically for what you're going through. Sometimes he's the comforter. Other times he's the encourager. Many times he's the counselor. You know, I picture it this way. Once in a while you, you ought to sit back on the chair. Like you want the counselor's office and let the Holy Spirit work on you. This is why I love the altar time because the altar time for me is just like Holy Spirit, have your way. You know, sometimes we get weird out. People fall over. To me, it's the Holy Spirit saying, man, you got too much going on. I need to put you under anesthesia so I can work on you because you're going to get in the way of me trying to do some things in your life. It's like when you go for physical operation, they have to put you under sometimes. Sometimes we need f- we need spiritual surgery and he has to go deep into our souls and he has to knock you out because you will fight him all the way, right? He needs to get you out of the way to get into your system and say, okay, now let's, let's work on that anger. Let's work on that pride. Let's work on that insecurity. Let's work on that subtlety of you always wanting to leave something that's hard. Let's work on that quitting mindset. That's good. Yeah. Come on, this is how the Holy Spirit works. He gets in there. He gets in there. Now let's work on your commitment. And, and, and then you begin to see Him pull the strings of your heart and going sometimes way back and seeing, like, hey, you've had a pattern here since childhood, you've had a pattern. This anger has been built up since you were five years old. See, the Holy Spirit will do the work that no one else will be able to do in your life. If you give him room to do it, he will go in there and transform you for the better. You may not like the moment, but you're going to like the results of that moment. I encourage you, sit back once in a while. I tell you, one of our greatest enemies is Rush. We're always in a rush. And we're always around noise. Those are the two obstacles to hear the Holy Spirit is rush and noise. Why do you think God said rest once a week? So that you can be in tune with him again. So you can hopefully remove all of the stuff that's been kicked up on you all week long. That's why I tell people like just because you came to church doesn't mean you you, you, you got it. Did you stop enough to listen? Or were you in a rush to just get through a religious thing? You got to stop. The Bible says be still and know that he is God. There's no knowing God without stopping. Next time you see a stop sign, think about the Holy Spirit. Almost telling you like, chill. We're always going, always doing, and we're always saying Our words carry weight. But you don't realize how much your words carry weight until you stop and consider your words. And consider the words as being spoken over you. The Bible says there's power of life and death in your words. Some marriages are hurting over one word. One word that you can't take back. Kids are being insecure over words and being spoken over them. You know, and, and what happens is we become that kid that was five years old, now we're 35, still insecure because words. And the Holy Spirit says, now I need to perform surgery in you so you don't become victims to your circumstances or situations or people's opinions of you. I need to set you free from all those things. But it won't happen if you're in a rush. We need to slow down, church. We need to slow down and hear God. I love this time of the year. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I love the fall because there's a, there's a newness of life that comes with the fall. Right. Right? And I believe what's, what happens in the physical also happens in the spirit. When you see the, lo- the leaves falling, it's it signs of a new season coming in. And I believe when you settle your soul long enough, you begin to see things fall off of you. And God is trying to do a new thing in your life in the season that we are in life right now. But if you don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit, you will just go through the hustle and bustle of life year after year. And never stop to take an inventory to say, God, where am I? Where am I going? And what are you doing in my life? The Holy Spirit is working in your life as we speak. We just got to be still enough to know what he's he up to. And I'm not saying this is an easy process. You know why it's not an easy process? Because, because the Holy Spirit sometimes will shed light on things we don't want to be shed light on. You know how much easier it is to point, point, point fingers at people and not take an inside look at ourselves and, 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 and go through an oil change and a tune-up in our spirits. You know how much better we would be if we just say, listen, forget everybody else. I'm tired of blaming. I'm here to take a look at myself. Lord, illuminate my soul and, and transform everything within me. Because when you do that, I'll see people differently. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, sometimes we are exactly where God wants us, but because we're not paying attention, we think we need to be somewhere else. Jesus couldn't perform miracles in his hometown because they took him for granted. A lot of times where you are right now, you're taking it for granted. As opposed to stopping and saying, God, allow me to be intentional about where I am in my life right now. I may not be here forever, but this is the season that you have me in, and you're not, you don't waste seasons. You don't waste your time. And so help me understand, why do you have me right here in this moment in time? Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. We're always going, 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 but we're not going anywhere. We need to stop and let the Holy Spirit bring perspective. Notice what Jesus said. He says he leads you into all truth. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. But also, he points you in the right direction. The Holy Spirit is, is the person that brings perspective and clarity. When you're in a rush... And our noise, is foggy. Yeah. When was the last time you made a clear decision? When was the last time you stopped and said, I know where I'm going? You know, indecision comes because we're foggy yeah. in our mind and our thinking. We need to stop so we can shine light on truth. We live in a very confusing world. If we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit we will be extremely confused. We live in a time where the Bible says the right is wrong and wrong is right. We live in a time where people are doing things that are not God's will and justifying it. We live in a time where the greatest idol of our generation is feelings. We are driven by feelings more than we are driven by the Holy Spirit. Jesus says he comes to shed light on truth. Truth is absolute. Why? Because truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. Right? Truth is not because, you know, it's on on the internet, it must be true. People are fighting over fake news because no one discerns. That's not true. (laughs) You know, this is the time we live in. And if you don't stop to hear the still small voice, you will be all over the place. You go by anybody's opinion. You know, I hear all the time people, I'm confused. You're confused because everybody's running your life minus the Holy Spirit. Make room to hear his perspective. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is discernment. My goodness, we need discernment. I'm seeing people make all kinds of dumb moves with no discernment. You ever stop and consider some of people's decisions, you're like, How how are you making these decisions? Some things you think is like pretty obvious. And people are still butchering at it. Because they're not focused. It's just like whatever my feeling says, I'm going to go with it. And nothing you can tell me. That's a dangerous way to live life without the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Let me share the scriptures with you because you got to be spiritual to understand this, okay? If you're walking around just in your physical, this is not going to apply to you. But I want to talk to some people who want to live life on a deeper level. And I want to show you this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this about walking with the Holy Spirit. Verse 12, watch this. It says this. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, because the world has a spirit. So we can know the wonderful thing God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit. Right. Using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. And they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. When you have discernment, you understand there's always at least two conversations happening. There's the physical conversation and there's the spiritual conversation that's taking place. But you got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit to see that. Listen, I want to encourage you to slow down ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Monday morning, that should be our first prayer. Holy Spirit, lead this day. Lead me as I go into work. Lead me as I lead my children. Lead me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. That's the only way I'm going to live a life with meaning and power. And I keep making the same mistakes. And I always be angry and justify why I'm angry. We must become more aware of his presence like the song says. You know, I believe this. Every day you might be missing chances with the Holy Spirit if you're not paying attention. We don't know how long Moses walked by that bush that was burning because he wasn't paying attention. Notice that God met him exactly where he he would go every single day. You see, God is not, you know, you don't have to go on a mission strip to me, God. You just have to be aware that God is already around you. You just got to be aware of his presence where you are right now. You know, I tell people all the time, okay, you're going to leave New Bedford, but wherever you go, you're there. Where are you going to go to get away from you? Because you might be the common denominator in this thing. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's, it's hurry and noise that are our worst enemies. We need quiet. We need solitude. It's good for the soul. Make room to listen. At least once a week, have an appointment with the Holy Spirit outside of Sunday mornings where you say, this is my time between me and the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to sit and listen. It's going to be the hardest first few minutes of your life because if you're not used to sitting and listening, it's going to feel like eternity. But I mean, you know that that when you begin to develop something, it becomes part of you. Yeah. The more you do it, it becomes part of you. And what happens when you sit with the Holy Spirit Then you begin to get strength. Yeah. You get perspective. You get wisdom. See, we live in a world of knowledge, but we need wisdom. Anyone can know something. Wisdom is how to apply it. Right. If you don't know how to apply the knowledge, all you have is knowledge. You need wisdom to know how to apply the knowledge. See, we are prone to sin and weakness. That's our natural state of being. We prefer comfort over challenges. That's why the Holy Spirit will poke you on that. He won't leave you alone. The Holy Spirit is like that coach run it again. But I run it again. You know, some people are trying to avoid a mountain they're supposed to go through. You can keep trying to avoid it. Try to go to the valley. Try to the Holy Spirit was like, "Well, when, when you're ready, when you're ready, we're gonna go through this thing, so you can overcome people pleasing. When you're ready, we can overcome anger. When you're ready, you can overcome this addiction. When you're ready, you can overcome this fear of commitment. When you're ready, we'll go through this mountain together. But there's no way around it. You gotta go through it. Can you say Amen? He gives you the strength to step out. See, the original disciples, when Jesus died, you know what they did? They went back to their old lifestyles. Because they were around Jesus, but Jesus wasn't in them. They went back to fishing. They went back to farming automatically. When you see people who are in church and you see them go back to their old lifestyle, it's because they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, they'll make all the excuses in the world. They'll tell you all the reasons why. Church is full of hypocrites. All they want is your money. All that stuff. Okay, if all that stuff is true... That's fine, but what are you doing? You still have to deal with where you are, right? And so the Spirit of God comes to deal with us. When Jesus came, he dealt with them. He went and found them fishing, and he had a serious heart-to-heart with them. Go read it. He said, Peter, what's the deal? Are we doing this or not? This is my version. But go read it. They went back. But when the spirit came, they went forward. When the spirit comes, you don't go back. You go forward. Because your mind is made up. You know who your Lord is. You know who your Savior is. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Here's a very important thing as I close. Without the Holy Spirit, we will highlight our weaknesses. Without the Holy Spirit, we'll talk more about the things we cannot do versus the things we can't do. Without the Holy Spirit, we will have all the excuses in the world for why something can't work. But with the Holy Spirit, you refuse to have a victim mindset. You know why? The Holy Spirit won't agree with you. He just won't agree with you. You can find people to agree with you, but the Holy Spirit is like... I'm not going to agree with that. Because I didn't create you to be a victim. I created you to be a victor. I created you to overcome. I, I have this, this resolve in me that we without, with, with God and with the Holy Spirit, you can't lose. You just can't lose. Someone was asking me about God's will. They saying, listen, you can't lose. Pick one. And go with God. You can't lose when you're with God. You just can't lose. You may not see the outcome you want to see in the moment, but man, if you just hang in there, God works everything out for the good of those who love him. You can't lose. I believe the spirit of God gives you this divine resolve to step out in faith again and again. I believe he makes you confident. I believe you can walk into your interview and be confident that you are meant to get this job. I believe that the Holy Spirit will, will, will find ways to make you be the one that they will choose because you can't lose. He'll put a stamp of approval over your life. You'll stand out. You just can't lose. I believe the Father loves you. And Jesus paid the price for you. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. You can walk with the Holy Spirit on a Monday. You can walk with him on Tuesday. You might need him to be a comforter today. Maybe you're going through a tough time. Don't call Kiki. Call the Holy Spirit. Listen, you know how much headache we would avoid if we would just go with the Holy Spirit first? Instead of gathering the group of people that's going to tell us what we want to hear. Do you know how many things can be resolved? Listen, I believe this with all my heart. He gives us 52 Sundays together a year. Do you know how much counseling could take place in 52 Sundays? If you actually come and say, I'm here to be counseled by the Holy Spirit. Do you know how much healing can take place in 52 Sundays? Do you know how much money you can save popping pills, going to doctors and lawyers and stuff? If you let the Holy Spirit be the advocate of your life. And I believe in counselors. I've been to counselors. But the, but the counselors need to be led by the Holy Spirit too. Because if you go to the wrong counselor, you get the wrong messages. You get the wrong advice. That's why I tell people life is too precious for me to just let anyone speak into it. Right. I only have one life. I can't just let any Joe Schmo tell me what I should be doing and not be doing. I need people who have the counsel of the Holy Spirit that are going to speak into my marriage, speak into my children, speak into the church, speak into my personal life. I can't just have anybody say just about anything. Notice Jesus asked two questions. Who do people say I am? Public opinion. But then he asked his disciples, what about you? Who do you say I am? Because proximity gives you revelation and identity. The Holy Spirit is the closest thing that will ever be with you. I love my wife, my best friend. We talk all the time. We had a great night talking about life. But I still have to pray, Holy Spirit, lead her and lead me. And if the Holy Spirit can lead both of us, then this marriage will always be blessed and healthy if he can lead both of us. That's why I walk around my house and pray for my children, because I know they're going to have a lot of voices in their lives. Voices that I wish they wouldn't have, but that's life. And so I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will be the ultimate voice in their lives. And that's my prayer for you this morning. May the Holy Spirit be the ultimate voice, not society. The Holy Spirit needs to be the ultimate voice in our lives. If you're confused today, spend some time with the Holy Spirit. If you need to make a tough decision, spend some time with the Holy Spirit and with people who are spirit-filled so that you can have the wise counsel. The Bible says that that there is is wisdom in a multitude of counsel by people who are spirit-filled. But let's not just go through life based on our feelings and our emotions. Because feelings and emotions are fleeting. The Spirit of God is always there would you stand with me I want to pray for you this morning thanks for joining us today if you want to connect with us you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information